All right. Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. For sure, for sure. It's your girl, French Kitty, professional bad bitch. You know what's going on. Um, you can find me in the recently released film on Tubi by Billy Ray Valentine, um, entitled United Nations. You can see me as an extra in the back um, in a couple club scenes in the Bo Deal and Queen Key movie. Um, and just like that, that one you have to go to RTS Entertainment to find. Um, you can find me in a bunch of music videos. What, what was you in Just Like That? What? And Just Like That? Yeah. Um, that was with Bo Deal and Queen Key. Okay, you was an extra in that too? I was, yeah. I was in um, a couple club scenes in the background. Okay. And uh, United Nations, wasn't that like a gang movie, right? Yeah, I was definitely. Was, was, you, like a, was you like a, 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 a queen or something? Easy for me, you know. No, I was just one of the girls. You know, I didn't have any speaking role, but I'm definitely more visible in that one than I am in the other one. In the other one, I'm um, two of the main characters are talking, and mm-hmm. I'm directly between their head in the background. I've got orange hair, mm-hmm. but you know, I got, I've got that mohawk that you can identify anywhere. So you see me. Okay, okay. We kinda we kinda got a lot to talk about, so let's see. Let's 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 start here. What what's a what's a French kitty? A French kitty? Um, I heard of a French bulldog. What's what's a what's a French kitty? <laughs> professional bad bitch. So basically, um I got the name French Kitty about twelve years ago, um, in New York. My first promoter um that I stripped for, he named me. Mm. originally um when i got into my bad bitch lifestyle um my name was just ally french so that's what i use as like my alias mm. and then i use the french kitty you know when i'm performing or okay okay like so I didn't, I didn't know your story was as deep as it was you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? before you came i was expecting to jump into what you got going on now but uh-huh. now that i know what i know we got to start from the beginning sure. so where are you from? Where'd you grow up? For sure. So I am from North Philly um, and a little, well, a little city outside of North Philly called Allentown, um, Pennsylvania. I lived there until I was about 15. I moved to Kankakee, Illinois um, to stay with an aunt and uncle. I graduated from Kankakee High School. I went to Southern Illinois University and got my bachelor's degree in psychology I had my first baby two weeks before I graduated, and then I moved um, to the South Suburbs for a couple of months, and then I went back home to Philly. Okay, okay. <clears throat> before we get back to Philly, we're going to go mm-hmm. back to Philly the first time. Mm-hmm. So so how was your childhood, like, like um, just comparing, like, the city to Chicago? Was it, mm-hmm. was it like, dangerous growing um, up? Was it- yeah, so I'm definitely from the hood. I was mm-hmm. always the only, you know, white thing around. Are you white? I what's, am. What, so I am French-Canadian, Swedish, and German. What's your father's nationality? My father, um, he is German and French-Canadian. Okay. Yeah, and white. then my mother is Swedish. Yeah, you white. I thought, mm-hmm. I, see, I thought... This whole time, I thought you... You know what, though? So... What, what you think I thought you was? So, I get so many things. I get mixed. Nah, I just get I've gotten thing. Creole before. I get Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. I get Puerto Rican all the time, I so... I sworn you was Puerto Rican no, this whole time, bro. white girl, Mo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I fooled you. you. All, all the niggas. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? To be honest, nobody has ever 
guests that I was white very rarely you know what I'm saying um I would love to actually take an ancestry test but I'm terrified to go to the feds and I just don't believe that they're not gonna share my info so maybe if I can get like my little sister to do it we'll see I don't, I don't, I don't, I think you should do it. You said you scared of it, of it what? You know what I'm saying? I done did some things. I'm not trying to, you know, have my DNA leaked and I get tied up if, and if then, they, you know if, what I'm saying? They, Y'all don't see me from outside. If they want you, they gonna get you. They be getting motherfucking cigarette butts. They be out the garbage can. They be... I mean, Watching people eating at Applebee's, taking cups. If they want you, they gonna get you, man. True. I just, I don't know. I think if you want to know, you should do that shit, man. Yeah, man. for sure. I'll think about it. Yeah, especially cause you, cause you white. For black people, I don't think it's is that accurate. Cause I just gonna say you from Africa. But, it do. But it's too- it breaks down exactly where you from. You should definitely do it. Yeah, I don't know. I think so because you know what you are definitely is tied into like your health and everything. Uh, yeah, so I true. think Facts. it's beneficial to know for uh, sure. Yeah, so you should go on. So you make a bigger case for yourself to do it. I mean, but I'm, you know. Okay. Okay. So so growing up in Philly, man, what is what's a Philly teenager do, man? What's going on? Um. Well, you know, I'm old. What did you do? I'm older, so you know, we still had the skating rink. Um. I was just in the streets all the time. In the streets. Mm-hmm. I I was like one of the pretty tomboys, you know. I played football in the alleys mm-hmm. with the boys. I um Okay. You no know, bagged up work. Let with me the boys. ask you this. What what was your aspirations to be growing up? Like, um so I definitely wanted to be a women's advocacy attorney. I actually um was supposed to go to law school. And when I got pregnant my senior year of undergrad, I decided to be a mom instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to fall back on my psychology degree. And so I've got 13 years experience as a mental health um, case manager and substance abuse therapist. Okay, okay. <clears throat> well, how, how was your childhood like growing up in the household? Um, like, it was tough. So I'm years. one of eight girls. Eight? Eight. There's Damn. eight of us. And one we house? We all have different. Mm-hmm, we all in have Philly, different. Philly, I know them, them houses real close you know, together those, in Philly. You know, sure. <laughs> so they're really close together. You know what I'm saying? But in Philly, we all have basements. Okay. So a lot of us would, you know what I'm saying, be in the basement. Obviously, we'd share rooms. Do they flood sh- in Philly? Do they what? Do flood? They flood in Philly? No, not really. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of flooding. You know, we've got the river right there, so it pretty much holds most of it. We don't get a lot of rain. Okay. okay. More snow for sure. Okay. So, so when when you growing up in Philly with eight siblings, was it was y'all close? Was y'all like? Um, we had a really shit? really turmoilish childhood. Um. Yeah, I went through a lot of trauma all the way back as far as I can remember. Um, the first traumatic incident I remember, I was five. Um, and it was between my mom and my biological father. Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up having to hide my baby sister under a bed and call the police because I thought my father had killed my mother. Um, that got to be traumatic if you remember from when you was five. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I remember, I remember all of it. I remember my sister crying in her crib. I remember my mom screaming that she couldn't get the door open and then hearing the door pop open and hearing my mom scream in pain because the door had hit her. Mm. Um, and then hearing my dad just pummel my mother. Um, that was the first traumatic incident. Um, from there, they got a divorce. Um 
me and my one little sister were the only ones that they had together. My father had had a child um, in his teens, so I do have an older sister who's like in her 40s or 50s. I really honestly don't know. Yeah, no. so now to this day, how is your relationship with the with the eight of your siblings? With my siblings? Yeah. Um, I am friends on Facebook with the oldest one, my father's uh, daughter, and all of her children. Um, I speak to my sister, um, Emily, that we have the same mom and dad. That's the one that I'm the closest with. Um, I actually help, you know, take care of her and her kids as much as I can. Um, she's extremely sick and has been for a while. Um, she is married, but she's got lots of kids and you know how that goes. So I definitely help out when I can. Um, I was out there in May. She had to have a spinal surgery. And so I was there um, for about a week and a half to have to take care of the kids and make sure everything was cool while she was, you know, going through that first week of pain. Okay. So. But besides that, um, I don't talk to any of my other sisters. I couldn't even tell you where a couple of them are. I don't know. Um, I know they've got children, but I don't believe I've met all of them. Um. From my mom, my biological mom and my dad getting divorced, my mother... I'm older, so I don't know. I don't know how old you are. Do you remember I'm, like the I'm, ISOs? I'm Thirty-one. And the, okay, so you remember like the the ads in the newspaper, like dating ads. There was like a whole section. No, no. I'm not <laughs> looking in the news. So uh, my mom's friends put an ad for her in the newspaper, and so she randomly started getting like these phone calls for dates and stuff. And she, you know, ended up going on a couple. Met my stepfather. Um, who was not well and um, ended up getting married to him. I believe I was in fifth grade when they got married. Um, and yeah, life after that got even rougher. Um, his kids ended up coming to live with us. He wasn't well um, mentally. And so that was extremely traumatizing. Um, my mother ended up taking in all of the children, um, you know, her husband's children and my biological father's daughter at one point lived with us too um, due to situations that she was going through. Uh, when I was about 15... Um, I don't mean to cut you off. I uh -huh. just want to know, what was y'all eating and wearing with eight-plus kids in the house? Mm -hmm. and, and the parents, too, they got to eat and wear... Right. We, let me tell you, I have always been big because our eating habits were just horrible. I mean... I grew up on like hot dogs and pierogies. Oh no, for I definitely no hot dog. Um, know. yeah, pierogies are like a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. It's like um a pasta with like mashed potato mixtures on the inside, okay. and you can like some people like them boiled, some people put them in the oven, some people saute them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like a side dish. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, to be honest, I think there's a big um like Dutch population in Whiting because you can actually get pierogies at some places out there, and they actually have a pierogi like festival. Yeah, you know, summer. it's a little bit of everything, in Illinois. For sure. Everything. So, so what what about like the clothes? Did y'all go to school with new clothes? And all um. Well, my mom's parents would help. Um, they were kind of wealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, so my mom's parents would help. Now and then, my mom. I mean, we we stayed dressed. We shared a lot of stuff, though. But I mean, knows, we, we always we always. I I can always say we were always well kept. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, 
we were taught to keep ourselves up to. So okay. that's dope. Yeah. Okay. So so <clears throat> from Philly, that's all the way on the East Coast to to I don't think I ever met anybody from the East Coast that moved from you get a lot of Atlantas and Mississippis mm-hmm. and stuff like in Texas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um What's the connection to Illinois? How did you go from the East Coast to the Midwest? Sure. So my mom's sister and her husband lives in Kankakee. Mm-hmm. Is that you got more family there too or is it just them No, two? it was just them. Um, Where's the majority of your family at? The majority of my family is in Philadelphia. Um, my mother's parents are originally from Michigan. So I do have some family there. Um, my aunt and uncle that were in Kankakee, they now live in Boise, Idaho. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most of my family um, is on the East Coast. My all of my father's family is in Jersey. Okay, okay. So, um, your 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 grandparents was in in Kankakee. Was was it a, a my aunt and uncle? Aunt and uncle mm-hmm. in Kankakee was mm-hmm. an adjustment moving from. It was the East a Coast huge or? adjustment. It was an adjustment on so many levels. Um, and how old were you when you filmed? Sure. Ass? So I was. 15 um i moved out there i want to say like two or three months before the end of my junior year of high school mm-hmm. and then i was there for my senior year and i graduated from kankakee mm-hmm. high school what was the biggest difference coming from, from um well coming from like the hood and the ghetto and yeah, the way that yeah. i was brought up to my aunt and uncle who were extremely wealthy my uncle was a doctor my um, aunt was a stay-at-home mom um, just the things I was used to doing to survive, um, and not having to do them anymore was an adjustment, um, due to family issues. It was still a little traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, people are so different from the East coast than out here. Let me tell you, just learning to maneuver people out here, um, is still an adjustment for me. Um, the mindset of people from the Midwest is very different than what I'm used to. Yeah. How so? Um, do, you, um, do you think we slow talkers? Huh? You think I like people on the East coast are like fast talkers? Yeah, yeah, we definitely talk fast. We talk loud. Um, but that's not what I mean. I mean like the mindset of people, um, how people move out here, what people value out here, um, is very different. Yeah. What, mm-hmm. what, what, what do people value out here? Um. <laughs> shit, I'm trying to know shit. I'm trying to... You trying to get me in trouble. Oh, okay. Let um, me know then. You know, I can only say so much because of the brand that I'm working on creating mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know... Okay. You got a little platform, Mo. You finna get me in trouble. You know what I mean? This, this, is, this is an open-air platform. You know what I'm saying? We can talk about whatever it is. It's a safe zone. Um, but, but, but Yeah, but. I just find people um, to be a little bit more closed-minded and negative out here. Mm. Um, there's a lot more scamming than what I'm used to. And not... Not the Here. actual art of scamming, because baby, you know, we scam out east too. But I mean, that being that person's actual personality. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm used to my guys, you know, who I know are real ones. And coming out here, I just haven't really met many people yeah. that I feel are solid. 
You know, it's gonna be like that because it's yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Your real ones, you probably knew them for 10, no. 15. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, I've moved around so much, um, but I feel like my personality, I attract, um, I attract people to me. So I got a couple solid ones everywhere. So how, how long have you been in Chicago land area? This time, I have been here for almost nine years. Um, yeah. Well, when people ask you where you where you from, what you say? Philly. Oh damn! I, I will never be from Chicago, baby. I'm damn. hopefully not gonna be here much longer. See, that's crazy. I'm waiting for the housing market to change so I can sell this bad boy, and then that's crazy. Okay. You usually hear about people, you know, saying trying to boast that they from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying that's crazy. Yeah. You know, we're gonna let you get a pass, man. But you from? Mm. <clears throat> okay, man. So, so you go to school, and, and when you going to school, what was your aspirations at that time? Was you? Um, I still wanted to be a lawyer. Um, definitely wanted to help women. Um, I've always, because of the things that I've been through, you know, I've always been a giver, um, giving back and things like that. So I definitely um, wanted to do that. I'm a great arguer. And so I just felt like, you know, being in the courtroom and debating was definitely my thing. Um, but along the way, I took a internship as a legal advocacy intern for a women's shelter. And so that's kind of how I fell in love with the social services. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was easy for me to fall back on that when, you know, my son came about. So Okay, okay. So... Um, you're doing the school thing and then, you know, you have your son, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, how did that affect your life at that point? Um, I think it definitely made me a little bit more responsible. Uh, definitely feel like I felt love for the first time when I had my baby. That's what's up. What was your support system like? Was it? Um, I mean, my family up until recently, I still had contact. Um, it was just always broken and traumatic, you know what I mean? Which is why now I don't, my contact is very limited. Um, what was your aunt and uncle's response? Well, after I left Kankakee, we had a falling out, so I have not spoken really. Oh, uh, yeah? There's been really no relationship. Okay, okay. So when you leave school, where do you go after that? Um, so I had my son two weeks before I graduated. Mm. And so my baby um, is a Carbonite. And after that, I moved up here into South Holland to stay with his father. Carbonite. People that are from Carbondale. Oh, Anybody that wants to ask that, you will understand. Okay. Let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me know it then. I'm like, what the hell? It sounds like some superpowers. Yeah, no. Yeah, he got some kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, uh-uh. Okay. No, okay, so... Uh, but yeah, away. so I was in South Holland um, for about six months. The relationship fell apart with my son's father. Went back to Philly. Um, still problems with the family, you know, trying to work it out. I worked as a caseworker, several different jobs. Um, ended up getting pregnant with another child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then my life kind of drastically changed at that point. Okay. So was it the pregnancy or? Um, I think it was just life. I think it was just a perfect snowstorm of trauma and situations and just trying to survive. Okay. So what does the perfect snowstorm look like? What was going on? Um, I mean, just all the trauma, all the bouncing around I had done in my life. Um, and then I was 
in Philadelphia, single mom to both my kids. Um, you know, still family issues, family problems, was struggling, um, and found my way into some extra money doing extra things. Okay. And then my life at that point um, took a drastic turn. Okay. So how did you find your way? Was you... Was um, well, I mean, I'm from the hood, there? so I've always been, like, street savvy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've always known about certain things. I just never had to partake in them. Um, you know, growing up, I did things. Like, I mean, I sold drugs. I stuck a couple people up. Um, you know what I'm saying? Allegedly. Um, allegedly, I ripped a girl out her um, mom's passenger side window and did things. Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, I had, you know, done things growing up, but it wasn't until really I was on the street and homeless that I had to, you know, really, really partake in them. And it started when I needed the money as a single mom, but then I became homeless. Um, actually, my job that I was working as a caseworker, um, I had somebody turn me in for suspicion of things. When you was working as a caseworker, mm-hmm. somebody. Uh, so oh, I was um, fired was for. On or so I was fired for suspicion of prostitution. What if somebody saw you walking down the street or something? So, you know, I've always been cute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, gotten what I wanted. Um, I ain't never heard so of I was dating a couple. That. I was dating a couple people at the time um, that, of course, were giving me rides to work in luxury vehicles. And because I was getting out of different cars, um, I guess there was a coworker or somebody that was watching me. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, But what was crazy was I was really doing it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But still to get fired. Like, don't worry about what I do when I leave here. God damn it. What right. I do when I leave here. My- exactly. <laughs> when I'm off the clock, I'm off the clock. Um, but I had started working in a brothel in North Philly, Northeast. I had responded to a back page ad. Brothels ain't legal, right? No. Okay. So before we get out of that, I want to know, because I know I understand, you know what I'm saying, you had your street smarts and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but but getting into the into that game is still another game within it you know what i'm saying oh, sure. how to walk how to talk how to point out a, a undercover cop you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. how did you learn that game like was it trial and error did you have some bad so, situations so no so i always kind of had the gift of talk anyways you know what i'm saying i was always pretty always had a booty always you know what i'm saying had the personality so all of that stuff i already had mm-hmm. down um what happened was I was struggling as a single mom, was behind on bills. You know, I was sleeping with people. Um, and one of the guys I was sleeping with was like, you know, this is some good shit, ma. Like, you might want to get on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, you can, like, find people that will help you learn how to do it. And I was like, okay. So I went on Backpage and, you know, kind of scrolled through the ads and looked at one that the wording Mm-hmm. made me feel like it was okay and so i responded and i actually um it was two lesbian ladies that were running the brothel so i worked for women okay so i want to know like about your mindset at the time mm-hmm. was it like you know what i'm saying i'm fucking for free anyway i might as yeah, well get no, paid so for that was shit. definitely let me tell you that was definitely the switch and that is the worst thing that could have happened to anybody that ever wanted to have a real relationship with me because you know what i'm saying now 
except for my older son's father, because my older son's father still to this day, I need anything. He got me. Um, but besides him, you know, I always dated people that kind of just weren't it, you know, like I had been through a lot of trauma, really didn't love myself, just kind of took what I could get. And it wasn't until I was literally about to be at rock bottom and I had more than just me to worry about mm. that. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm pretty. I'm cool as fuck. I'm smart. My pussy good. Like, bitch, why is you giving this shit away for free? You're hungry. These motherfuckers can't even feed you. Like, you're literally sitting here starving, but you just stuck this man's dick. Like, what? And literally at that moment, I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. unfortunately, a motherfucker I was fucking, he fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fucked it up for everybody. So, so, so now you get in the game, man. When you get in the game, because I, I watch a lot of interviews with, with people that's in that lifestyle on, mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel called The Soft White Underbelly. Mm-hmm. But, um, he interviewed a lot of people in that lifestyle. So did you have, like, any rules? I hear, like, a lot of people, they're on the West Coast most time. Mm-hmm. They be like, a lot of them say they don't date black guys, like, when they're on the street. And is that, what, what was your, what was your so, rules of being on the street? So my rules specifically for working. Um, so my rules always um, have Starting been. Starting out and then we would get to it. Like, sure. The, so the always, my rules have always been you can't not kiss me on my mouth. Like, you can kiss on me, but no kissing me on my mouth. Um, and nothing bare. What about um like um like you got any I know I know for for, for a fact you got weirdos so oh, like facts. any like you know special... I I specialize in fetishes so yeah, I'll shit in your mouth for fifteen hundred baby oh uh, god damn <laughs> have you have you done that oh yeah oh, yeah wow. for sure so it's mainly like a old white man thing wow. but I have like two black men one was a real young one out here. And, like, I begged the young man to, like, not do it. And he was like, bitch, I just paid you. Like He said he was a young man? Yes, he was, like, maybe 19, 20. He was very young. So again, And I, like- I did it once, and he messaged me the next time and was like, I really don't want that. It was cool. I experienced it. Like, I'd rather do this. And so we moved on to something a little less intrusive, I guess. Do the fetish guys still want to fuck, or they do? No. Do they just get off on they that? They get off on that. That's wild. <clears throat> That's wild. Yeah. Have you ever turned anything down? Always. Yeah. Because, okay, so the difference between, so we skipped a whole lot of stuff. So I was homeless in New York mm-hmm. after I lost my job. I was working in the brothel, but I wasn't making that much because Philly dudes like skinny chicks. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was bigger than I am now. I was a good 400. For real? Yes. So, you know, word gets around. I'm on the street. You know, she doing this to get money, whatever. Word gets to one of my homegirls from high school and her baby father that's in New York doing the shits you know what i'm saying so she gets a hold of me like hey yo they'll love your big ass up here bitch come on like we got you so i was already homeless i had given my kids to you know family members so that they didn't have to be on the street with me but because of the family issues i didn't have anywhere to go Mm -hmm. um and so i went to new york um motel hopped room hopped um we would rent cars for a couple of days and sleep in the cars. I've slept on sidewalks. I've slept on trains. I've slept on subways. 
So they tell me I come up here, we got you, and you sleeping on the side. I mean, they showed me how to get the money. You know what I'm saying? They showed me the New York way. The thing is, New York's expensive as fuck. Like, it's more expensive right, than right. Chicago. So to have nothing and to be hustling to get it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just wasn't, it was never enough. And then I was still sending money back to take care of my kids, you know. Just because I was in my situation didn't mean that I didn't have something to take care of. Mm -hmm. So I still was sending money. I was stacking money to get off the street. So to me, it was more important to put the money up so that it wasn't a forever than to have a roof over my head at that time. Like, that makes sense to you? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, so... <clears throat> what... Another thing that I see is is drugs play a role mm -hmm. in a lot of people who are in that lifestyle. What Did it play a role? No, so to be honest, I, I hate drugs. <laughs> so I... um The only... I don't even consider weed. I don't consider oh, it it's a drug. But I've smoked since I was about 13. I barely consider X a drug. Oh, no, that's a drug. Um, but anyways. Barely. So, yeah, I tried shrooms one time um, in Atlantic City. One of my homegirls who worked, too, one of her clients took us to Atlantic City. That was the first time I tried them. Bugged the fuck out. Like, bugged the fuck out. For the tranny on the, the boardwalk. The wrong. Raw mushrooms. Yes, it was no raw mushrooms. Bar, Let me tell you, I called my biological father and was like, how much do I take? Mo, I took half of what this man told me to take with some peanut M&Ms and lost my mind. Mm. Lost my mind. Threw myself against the bay window. Like, I'm the worst mom in the What face. floor was you on? We're talking about the bay window, yeah, goddammit. We, like, we was up there. He had some money. I ended up falling asleep. Hugging the toilet because I had gone in the bat, like in the stall, trying to like calm down. Mm. But the wallpaper was like itty bitty little like threads, and then every little Shirt thread was a different fucking texture. And it sent me overboard. Mm. I tried shrooms again more recently, not recently, and baby, I puked nonstop for like six hours. Oh, yeah. See, like, I gotta it's just the, not my thing. The raw fresh ones. I only had like the candy bar. Well, this the second time, um, it was the candy bar, and I got so sick, like oh, yeah. deathly sick. Um, and then the only other drug I've ever tried um was, you know, X. Mm. And it was cool. I liked mm. it. Mm. I'm already cool with just weed. So like that, it was just, you know. So so I, I liked it because it helped me stay you up. Is, you know, I do a lot. You was so. doing all this clear, clear-headed, mm -hmm. like clear-minded. Mm -hmm. Is is that hard? You know what I'm saying? Because no, you don't like deal with doing like. I feel like I feel like at the point in my life that I had to do that, I was already desensitized to anything possibly that I could be exposed to. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? What I, what I mean, not necessarily like like if you got a dude who just like. A Chinese man, you don't like Chinese men, mm -hmm. or somebody. Well, I can't stand no no white so, penis. You know it so, it terrifies me. So how do you get over that? Like, I just think about the money. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to be turned on at no. all. So you don't got to. It's just no because you know getting wet is a physical thing. What that mean? It getting like for a bitch to get wet, it's physical. So I don't have to like you for my pussy to get wet. That's. So is it a mad thing? It's just wet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that conversation just completely okay. off very much. Um, That's what's up, though. Yeah. But, um, I, um, okay, so have you ever, like, so you was jumping in cars at first. Yeah, like, we would rent cars and stuff for a couple of days. Um, but, you, you know, there's, like, down off, times off in it. Or was you walking the street? Oh, yeah, I never walked the street. Okay. And that's why I say, like, I'm a bougie whore. Because there's this certain shit I'm not going to do. So so it was like back page at the beginning, was it? Did- yeah, so it was it was back page back then because when I started, it was like 11 years ago. You wasn't scared of like, you know, like you know, sting operations or? No, because I had whatever. learned I had learned what to what to say and how to move and the things to look for when I was at the brothel. Mm-hmm. So the phone girl was a cokehead, right? Mm-hmm. So I would take a couple dollars, you know what I'm saying, get her a little stuff and take it to the brothel when I would go. So because I was supplying her, we would sit back there, snack, and she would literally just run her mouth about everything. So I just sat there and listened to how she would answer the phone. I watched because I was sober. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't high. I wasn't. I just watched everything, took it all in and then just finesse it to how it worked for me. So the brothel, was it like a nail salon with holes in the back? or was it- No, it was literally just a house. Mm-hmm. And when you opened the door, you walked into like a little like lobby area with some chairs and a TV. And there was like, um, you know, like a bar counter. And there was a tray that we would take their cell phones. And then there was a room, rooms down the hallway. And to the back, there was like a little office area. But it was just like the first floor of this house. Did the feds ever <clears> run in there? Huh? Did the feds ever come to anything? Um, so not in the one I was in, but they would talk about, you know, they would get raided, you know, they would get tipped off and literally they would smash the computer and dip. Like that's smash it and go. Wow. So yeah, they had been I mean, they had been raided several times, but when I was there, we were never raided. And to be honest, the whole time I've ever done any of this, I've been robbed at gunpoint once. That was my next question. Robbed it and that wasn't until I was here. Robbed for some pussy. No, I was robbed for, like, money. No, uh, you ever been robbed for... For like, pussy? No, I had a police officer show up one time, and I fucked him, so I didn't get arrested. For real? hmm He raped me in my ass. Why do I always say that about cops fucking you from the ass? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we get back to fucking in the <laughs> ass, but, so... The cop came in in the middle of a, a rendezvous no, with a client? No, so he or? came acting like he was a client when I was in Jersey. Oh. And as soon as he came in, came into the room, and I turned around and said to him, you know, how long you staying for? He pulled out his badge and pulled out his gun. I instantly started crying because it was like years ago. And... um was like, there's no pimp here if that's what you're looking for. Because most of the time, they're looking for a pimp. Mm -hmm. They don't even want us. Mm -hmm. You know, they want what's going to get them, you know, the praise. So I was like, there's no pimp here. There's no pimp here. He was like, is there anybody else in the the apartment? I said, yeah, because my homegirl was in the room next door. He was like, does she work too? I said, yes. He asked if she had a pimp. I said, no, we don't work for any men. We don't work for anybody. We just work ourselves. I said, I've got kids, please. Like, I've never been locked up. Like, I'm just down. You know, I'm having a hard time. I'm just trying to get back on my feet. And he was like, it's cool, shorty. Turn around. Mm. Black guy? So I turned around. Black guy? No, he was Hispanic. Mm. Um, okay. Real quick. Mm-hmm. 
is anal something that's, that goes on? In, so, something? unfortunately, I can no longer offer anal as a service mm-hmm. um, in my personal life. That's something completely different. Um, but, yeah, I've had a lot of anal in my life, obviously because of my body shape. And so, yeah, I medically am not supposed to. Okay. <clears throat> what, are, what are your thoughts on, on guys that, that like anal, if you don't mind? That like that. anal? Yeah. Um, I really feel like, you know, people like what they've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people would like it. I mean, it's a different feel. It, was that something that you was okay with or you had to get to get to... I mean, I was okay with it. Okay. okay. I actually really, really liked it, which is why I can no longer have a lot of it. Okay. That's why you can't have a lot of it? Cause I did too much. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Mo, your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kitty's going to give it to you real and honest, all right? No, no, that's, that's why I'm loving it, man. That's why I'm looking at the but camera. I'm mad. It's only 38 uh, minutes left. I don't know. I got it. I'll probably... You gotta, you gotta do and you part missing two. everything because all we talking about is the escort stuff. We're not even talking about everything else I do as a professional bad bitch. Yeah, I'm just saying because it's a it's the a escort stuff is the most interesting, huh? Not even the most interesting, but the the least information, the least information is out about it. Right, you know what I'm saying like you see it, but you don't know. You know, well, there's just like, so many like different levels to it. There's so many different ways to go about doing it. Like sometimes you know? I see certain things and I'll be curious. Like I, I always want to interview somebody who was in the mm-hmm. field. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I don't know if they're sure or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I mean, and my views on it and the way that I move about it are so different. You know what I'm saying? I before when I was in it because I was married so I was out of the life for nine years um so I've only been back in it a little over a year um but before it was a learning process it was a lot of fucked up shit you know what I'm saying it was survival whereas from learning all of that and being in a better place now it's more of a business. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm making money off the shit. Now I'm making business moves off of the people that I meet doing it. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't care if people know. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I've pulled myself out of everything that I've ever had to go through. So unless you housing me, fucking me, or feeding me, I don't care how you feel about it, you know? Mm, yeah, for sure. And the way that I move, I just feel like I move different than anybody else that does it anyways, you know? I know. Like, that's what I said. I've never, that's I, I see people different. and I'll be like, I don't know if I should ask them or not, but like you was like, you know, even though I was still kind of nervous to ask you, like <laughs> I was, it was cool to ask you just because right. of your personality mm-hmm. and, and the way you, you know what I'm saying, represent yourself. Like I've heard you multiple times, like introduce yourself as the baddest bitch, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, and I just got a couple more questions about that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We can we can move on. For but sure. um, what I want to know: Can you maintain a relationship in that in that field, or do you not, or do or how does that work? Do you sure. tell them what you're doing? Or, or so because for me and where I'm at in my life right now, after my divorce, I just sacrificed a lot of who I was for my ex husband. Um, not even just the whole lifestyle thing. Um, But I feel like being through the marriage and the divorce and just being back in the lifestyle, I feel like there's certain things about it I won't give up. You know what I'm saying? Like actually turning tricks, I have no problem with giving that up. You know what I'm saying? But being a professional bad bitch for me 
what I do is way more than just the escorting. So all the other stuff I do, the music videos, co-hosting, the interviews, no, I'm never going to stop that. So on top of that, then I also sell pussy, right? My time is money. So if I'm giving you my time for free and I'm giving you my pussy for free, you can't play in my face. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these men out here think that because I do what I do, they can. And so it's not beneficial to me to date. You know what I'm saying? And I find that because motherfuckers have a stigma as to what type of bitch does that, like escorts, they think that they can play in my face. Or they think that, you know what I'm saying, I I, I do certain things or I'm okay with certain shit or I'm going to let certain shit slide. No, because what I'm doing making money is a business. If you over here selling your dick, that's a whole nother thing, Poppy. Get that money. I'll see you at home. But if you out here cheating and shit like that, that's just different to me. So it takes a very specific type of man to, one, to be able to handle me, two, to be able to tolerate and be secure enough in the fact that what I do is a business to me. Mm-hmm. I don't date tricks. I You cannot have a full conversation with me. You know what I'm saying? You can speak to me if you see me in public, but don't do too much. You know, um... It just takes a very specific person. And I've tried. I've I've dated, you know, several people. Um, and I just feel like my honesty isn't appreciated. Mm-hmm. And my honesty isn't matched. Because for me, honesty and consistency are the two biggest things. that the, Those I have to have in a relationship. Um, and I just, I don't find that I get the same level of honesty back. And men act like they can handle what you do. But at the end of the day, they really can't. No, they can't. They can't. <clears throat> they can't. You know what I'm saying? All these motherfuckers that think that they're okay with being polygamous. No, eventually your feelings going to get caught up. Eventually something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It just, you know. I can, I can have more than one wife, but she can't have more than one husband. See? And that's crazy. That's so sexist. That's That's, that's religious. Insane. That's religious. That's my religion, though. And that's insane. It's, it's, it's deeper than rap though. We we'll probably talk about that another time. But we my sure last, can, my last question about this it. is: No, we gotta say time for the rest of your stuff. We got, <laughs> we got 33, 33 minutes left. So I just want to know this. I gotta ask you this: mm-hmm. Have any of your clients ever fucked the shit out you? Yes, I've got some amazing, <laughs> baby. And, but, but, and do you ever be but, like, damn? I can't wait to get called. What, what, yes, what, I mean, I got text them like you, you know good. Yeah. I be as soon as they drop that low, I'm on my way. Does that make it hard for business? Huh? Does that make it hard for business? No, because it's still business. Well, you're like, damn, I love this. Nigga. No, because that's the thing. I got a lot of dick, so dick doesn't move me. Dick ain't never gonna move me. That's all I'm at, I right? can get myself off in three seconds. What the fuck I need you for? Yeah, so you can't be with a dude. I can. Why can't I? How? Because you. Because it's more. Because but that's the you, thing. You, you, you thinking about a relationship with your dick? A relationship is more than that. You know, and that's the thing. As an escort, that's what I need a in a relationship though. is other things. Yeah, for sure. But sex you know is part of a relationship, though. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna fuck the shit out my dude right. with a bitch too because right. I like females. Whatever dude fuck the shit out you, and then you go home and do him performing like Buddy was just was. Well, that ain't gonna. You ain't gonna look. I mean, no. No, because that's the thing. Like, I don't really need sex. I, I personally, because of the traumas and the things that I've been through, mm-hmm. I really don't need it. It's like I'm a tool great at it, but it's it's a tool. It, you know what I'm saying? I make money off of it. It is what it is. You know, 
the things that I crave in someone, that wouldn't matter if I was getting the shit fucked out of me by somebody else because that's a client. So there's no intimacy there. There's no conversation there. There's no no feelings there. It's literally an exchange. I render a service. Okay, okay. Like any other business owner. Appreciate you opening up about all that, man. I think that was really, really dope of you to come in and share with my viewers and listeners, man. Because like mm -hmm. I said, even, you know what I'm saying, because you hear a lot of things, you see a lot of things, but you rarely see people like, this what it is, this right. how it works, water. And that's the thing, like, the way that I move now, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And everybody respects me because I don't, you know, I, I have a code and a policy and things that I go by. And like I said, I treat it like a business. Right. You know, and, that's what you're saying. and I don't and cross like businesses. People, we know so. a lot of people that, 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 that just do it for free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A yeah. hundred dudes, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, no, nah, no, there's definitely a price tag over this way. So so let's talk about the evolution, man, because mm -hmm. from that, mm -hmm. you didn't turn it into to five, six other things. So, yeah. so what, what came first? Was it? Was it appearing in videos or? Yeah, so definitely, well, no, stripping came first. Okay. So when I was in New York, um, the promoter that gave me the name French Kitty, mm -hmm. um, he actually found my escort ad and he reached out to me and asked if I was interested in stripping. That he threw these underground private BBW strip parties um, and he was interested in having me come aboard. Like I told you, I was like 400, 450. Um, and so we met up, we had a FaceTime call. We met up um, at a hotel, I think, in Brooklyn. We had a little photo shoot. Um, we did, like, a little um, promo video for the strip party, and I had never stripped before. That's I was a decent dancer, you, you know what I'm saying? I've always to, had but rhythm. But you got to learn how to, I like, I was always, yeah. like, a dancer. I was always, you know, I was a cheerleader growing up and shit, so I always had rhythm and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I showed up to the party, got a couple cute little outfits, made a decent amount of money and then started stripping so i did a few parties for him i would you know book my own private parties and stuff i would do bachelor parties and shit in jersey and new york um so yeah the stripping came first then came the music videos um and then more recently you know i've been able like i said um to tap into other areas the movies um the interviews, things like that. I think because I'm more open about my life and because I've made it a brand. Like, I'm a professional bad bitch. Yeah, for you know? sure. I do whatever, you know, it is if the money right. For sure. So, and I don't cross businesses. So, like, if I do a music video, you can't pay me to fuck. Like, I don't, you know, I just got morals and values even though I do what I do. So, no so no X-rated music videos? Um, I mean, I would get naked in a music video. But no, like... I'm not doing, I've never done porn. I'm not doing, I'm not recording with, I'm not doing all that. I've done like self stuff. I had OnlyFans for a few months. It wasn't making enough money for oh, me. Yeah. So. I wasn't making enough. I make more money behind closed doors. So why would I put my pussy on the internet when I can just show it to you and you alone? Oh, for a couple hundred compared to a $12 subscription. Like That's I'm cool. what it is, $12. Yeah, I mean, I had my subscription at like $15 a month. So after they took their cut, I got $12, but then I still got to pay taxes out of that. So that's $9, $9 per person to see to see the kitty? I'm going outside. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you got to pay me $200 behind closed doors minimum. So, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Is it a time limit? What, behind closed doors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's $200 for 20 minutes. $200 for 20 minutes? Yeah. 
You want me to continue? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's $200 for 20 minutes. It's $350 for a half hour. And it's $400 for an hour. That's the time. And any fetishes or more. It's an hour Anything time extra or more. You want me to spit in your mouth? It's $50. You want to kiss on me? It's another $50. Like, that's just base. Mm. Okay. So, out of what you got going on now between the music videos, the movies, the co-hosting radio, mm-hmm. what's 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 your passion? Um, definitely my book. So I'm almost done writing my first book. What's it's the title. I can't tell you that yet. Oh, man. You ain't gotta tell us what it's about. You gotta give us some. I can't tell you. You, can't give a, you gotta give us some. What, what, what can we expect then? Um, probably in another like six to nine months. Okay. Yeah, we Fingers can wait. crossed. We can, we can wait then. It just seems to always be something with it. You know, the, a lot of legalities. You know, I've done a lot of things. There's a lot of details in there. Um, there's other people. You know, I don't want any other issues. It, so. What type of book is it? Autobiography? Is it- um, so, yes, it's my life story. Um, mainly focusing on, you know, how I got on the street and how I got off. Because mm-hmm. I don't consider myself on the, you know, on the street anymore because it's a business. Do you so. do you look at this book as like a <clears throat> like a like a guide for other women or is it just your success story? Or- um, it's just yeah, just my story. Just you know, I feel like and a lot of people one, are too scared or you know to talk about their trauma. Too scared to talk about baby. I'm not the only one selling pussy, and I can guarantee I'm not the only one anybody knows selling pussy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just the only one willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about why I'm doing it. Talk about where the money's going. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gonna love me or you gonna hate me, and I don't care. But you are gonna respect whoever the fuck you is you talking to. Mm-hmm. Ali French, French Kitty, whatever my government name is, because I ain't telling y'all. <laughs> if if you could do any one of those things full time, what would it be? I think like you gotta put your time and energy in one of these things and go crazy. What would I don't think I could. Really? I, yeah, because I'm a Gemini, so you know we get bored really easy. Um, and I, you know, I pride myself on making money a hundred different ways. You know, mm-hmm. if I ain't getting it one way, I'm getting it another. I do hair, I do nails, I have a cosmetology license, I have a college degree, um, I've bartended, I've, I'm an amazing server, baby. I'm the best waitress you will ever fucking have. Um, I've managed restaurants. I, I've literally done it all. Um, and I think it's because of the hard life I've lived, you know. I'm a survivor, so I've definitely always made it happen. Um, but, yeah, I like being able to, you know, one day I'm doing a music video. The next day I'm sitting down talking about my book. The next day I'm, you know, over here doing this. The next day I'm getting a phone call to come do a photo shoot with a goat. You know, like, my life is very all over the place, but it's very exciting. It's very rewarding at this point to me. So... With that being said, what's your goals? What, what do you what do you do all this for? What's the what do I do all this for? Um, really, just to take care of the people I love. So, so what about you? Oh, I take baby. I take oh, care of you, me. You're okay, saving up. <laughs> I take care of me. But no, for real, I got a couple family things going on that a lot of my money is going to. Um, my biological sister is extremely sick, and you know, like I said, I help out there. Um, from my divorce, I've had some financial issues, which is why I went back to selling coup de coup anyways, was because, you know, I wasn't making enough doing anything else at that point. Um, yeah. 
how how do you how do you find yourself you know what I'm saying in the rooms or to get invited for like movies and mm-hmm. music videos and stuff like that um I have a lot of different you know avenues um obviously the radio show host delectable my booski um has definitely invited me into rooms I had met another well a female rapper um right after I had divorced my husband and she got me into a room, and I feel like once I get into a room, I'm going to do what do. You know what I'm saying? I got the personality, and, you know, I just attract people. So I feel like although a lot of people, you know, have invited me places or, hey, come out with me, I feel like once I get there, I'm the one that's maneuvering. You know what I'm saying? But Delectable has definitely brought me into rooms. Um, Damo has brought me into rooms. The female rapper, her as well. Mm. Out of everything you've been through, what's what's the biggest lesson you've learned? Mm, just keep going. And and is it, I mean that sounds easier said than mm-hmm. done. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So when you feel down and low, what 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 keep what, what motivates you? Um, is it really, you came I'm from? just the type of person that just cries it all out, and then I'm oh, right back. Up. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't you know you didn't picture that, did you? Oh, yeah. Mo, I am the biggest fucking crying like, well, baby. I'm look at you like this. I know you ain't crying. No, and it's not even it's not even um something to be like ashamed about. I've been through a lot of shit. I've been through a lot of shit. So crying is just your soul releasing it. You know what I'm saying? And so not everybody gets to see me cry. Not everybody will even know that they have even influenced the cry. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still a tough ass bitch. But sometimes you got to let that shit go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, you know, roll me up wood, get in the tub, put my, you know, slow jams on and let it out. Okay. Uh, outside of the industry stuff, what, what what kind of hobbies is French Kitty into? What, what, do, what do you do with your free time? Um, I do have children. Um, one of them lives here and one doesn't. So the one that's here, you know, I try to see, um, although he's a boring-ass teenager, and so he doesn't really... <laughs> Like to be with his mommy and I guess I embarrass him. I guess I embarrass him. I don't wear enough clothes. I get too much attention. Um, I'm too loud. You know, so um but besides that, I really I just got a full time job, so I'm, you know, back in the mental health field as well. Mm-hmm. I do hair, I do nails. I'm literally I'm always doing some. And if I'm not I'm about to get a phone call to do some. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm really booked out for a long time. Um, you know, I've got holes here and there, but I've got lots of stuff going on with Delectable and the show. And I've got, you know, my own motion with photo shoots and music videos. And, you know, um, I always reach out to people too. Like um, there's a twerk instructor around here. I went to one of her classes. She posted she wanted people to model her shorts. Yeah, sure, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when I offer my services one time, you know, you lock in. Make and then, nice. you know, the next time you want the professional bad bitch to come out, you know what I'm saying? There's a little charge. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I got a couple more questions and I'll let you get up. Oh, out for here. sure. So um, with you with you being like uh, around a lot of these industry people and stuff like that, is it a big difference dealing with industry people than is dealing with people on the street? Or is it, do you deal with them like pretty much? Not no, necessarily. I feel like there's a lot more drama when you are involved in a more close circle. So not even just specifically the music industry, because there's a lot going on currently out here in the, you know, 
in the shadig, but you know, just in any little group in general, there's going to be drama. Um, so I feel like it's a little harder to maneuver, you know, the music industry, especially with people beefing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm the type of bitch I'm friends with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Okay. And I think, I think, I think this will be my last question. So with you being a female and basically damn near kind of, it can be a, a toss up if, if the street life is a male dominated industry. Or mm-hmm. not. But like the music videos is definitely a male dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Do you... How do you navigate? Do does coming from the streets help you navigate? Like easy to tell, like when a dude trying to trick you or something. You know oh yeah, for sure. Like and, yeah. And is, mm-hmm. How do you how do you navigate? Do you do you deal with them from a distance? Do you not deal with them at well, all? Well, it depends. Like trick me as far as how. Like you know, like uh, they trying to get like, me to come work, but they finna do something yeah, to me. Like that. Yeah, um, I mean, well, I mean, I'm always strapped. I got okay. it. I got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm concealed to carry, baby, okay. and I will blow it. Okay, so. okay. for sure. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, so you good? Uh, you but know you know, I got several people um, that have my location. Mm-hmm. People that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I although I seem to be very open and out there, and blah, and I put my business out there. I'm very strategic mm. in what's done and who knows who and where you go with me. Okay. Won't nobody ever really know how I move because that's just how you stay safe. For sure, for sure. And then appreciate you coming through. This was a dope conversation. I could, I could see you coming back again, cause definitely, cause we didn't even talk about nothing. (laughs) What you mean? What we didn't talk about? We there was just so much. We, you know, I got a. I could just talk for days. You know, I got a life. Um, (laughs) Well, I was gonna ask you what's something you think the people what's. What's what's a misconception about you, and what's something that you would want people to know about you? Um, a misconception about me. I don't know. So, what would you want somebody to take from this this interview if they if this is their first time hearing you meet you, uh-huh. or if they know you but probably didn't know you to this extent? Mm-hmm. What's something about you you want them to know? Um, I don't know. Just I'm that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm a good motherfucker to know. No, I'm definitely you know I'm just so solid and so thorough. Um, I just feel like there's definitely not another person specifically like me. You know what I'm saying? Um just from the things that I've been through to the way that I look at life to the way that I move. Um, I'm just very different. It's crazy. Cause what made it all crazy for me this whole time, I thought you was a nigga. You know, what? I check other on my documentation and baby, I got a tattoo right here. that said God is a black man. He is. He is. I used to get kicked out of Sunday school because I used to say that like, I'm Y'all lying to me because of uh, God has locks. Like, what? That's crazy. Like, why? I'm not. Mm. What, what you got coming up next? Come on. Um, definitely got to check me and Delectable out at Island Vibes. What's today? Wednesday? Thursdays. Um, definitely, you know, me stopping in on the radio show in these streets with Delectable here and there. Um. We are going out to Atlanta with some people at the end of June. Um, I've got some photo shoots coming up. 
Didn't I just see you in a music video? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I did. Yeah, I just that? did a video with um my homegirl, Big Daddy Deja, yeah, you and in, Fendi, and Sammy. Okay. How'd that go? I seen them. It was fine. You know, Big Daddy shit? Deja is so fucking sweet. I absolutely love me some Deja. Um, I met her a little while ago doing a video for her, and I've done, like, a couple since, and we're locked in. I mean, you know, we cool. For sure. Um, Fendi was cool. She was quiet, but she was very nice. And Sammy, Sammy was just so sweet. She was very welcoming. Um, and I actually saw her at one of the award shows recently, and she came up to me and gave me a great big hug. I think it was the Illy Awards because I was drunk. Mm. I didn't drunk. see her. She saw me. Drunk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mo, did you see the fucking videos circulating of me on stage? I don't even remember getting up on stage. I think I, I might. Yeah, I think I got. All some, I remember I is losing my phone. Stage. I lost my phone for so long. I don't. I got videos of you on stage. I got. Videos I don't. I don't remember you in the background up. looking for your phone. <laughs> That's why I don't drink. Just yeah. give me a fucking blunt. I'm good. <laughs> like I drink and yeah. My drinks was good though. They was good though. But they were. I didn't even have that many. That's why I'm not understanding why. Uh. Yeah, I was backing it up on that dude in the leopard jacket. I didn't even know who he I don't know him. I was like cringing when I was watching the video. I think one of the dudes that's an active rapper, he was dancing with him for sure. Oh, um, Jew. Yeah, yeah, I know Jew. Jew's cool. Whoa boy, cool. Yeah. I don't think I danced on Whoa Boy though. But yeah. It was the dude next to I don't let it me was tell all you. on the end. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you. I yeah. Mm. I cringe. That's why I don't drink. Oh, yeah, you cringe? Oh, I cringe when I watch myself after a drunken night. I'm like, oh, my God, why'd you do that, idiot? Because, you know, I am very wild and crazy, and I used to be extremely crazy. Um, What's the craziest so, yeah. thing you ever done? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, um, I was known for throwing anything across the bar if you looked at me wrong in college, like just toss Heineken bottles at your forehead. You ain't get, a, you ain't get your um, Allegedly, hold on. Allegedly in college, I keyed somebody's car I was dating um, while his girlfriend stood there screaming. And allegedly, the girlfriend's friend at the time, allegedly, we became best friends. Mm. Allegedly. That's hard. Mm. Um, she want to be both of y'all now. You know, yeah, that was fun. This is something. Um, yeah, I've allegedly done a lot of things. <laughs> Just getting started. You know, actually, I'm getting older. Um, so I do try to remain calm. With you getting older, do you see ch yourself changing anything about your life? Mm, not really. I mean, I feel like everything happens um, for a reason and kind of just with everything that I've been through, I kind of have to believe that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of just let things be as they are and accept them for what they are. Um, and I feel myself doing that more and more the older I get, you know? Um, yeah. Well... Appreciate you coming through. For sure, story, yes. Oh yeah, y'all can follow me only on Facebook because I was just, uh, 
IG uh, freaking hates let me. Let the people know where they can find you on social media, where they can hit you up. IG hates stuff. to see my booty cheeks, y'all. So you can only find me on Facebook. I see some crazy stuff on IG. You, you must, know, unfortunately, you I pissed on somebody. Yeah, I pissed a couple people off um, just by being me. Cause I see some crazy stuff on IG. Yeah, and you know my IG was just like cheek and shit. My whole like, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said it's some people IG white that's only fans without the nipples. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I didn't do none of that, and I was in big trouble. So y'all can only find me on Facebook under Allie French, A L L Y French. All right, thank you for coming through. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, sir. I gotta have you back, but you know I'm gonna I'm no. write some. I'm gonna write some questions for you. I don't even write questions, <laughs> but. There's just so much, so much, man. Yeah, you might have to hold a class too, man. You know, I do do motivational speaking. I go and speak to like um, college classes and stuff. Motivational? How you how you be motivating these people? What what you be telling them? You you can be anything you want to (laughs) be. Basically, (laughs) you know, I'm good with words. So okay, okay. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, so we definitely gonna have to have you back then. For sure. Yeah, I'm gonna see. You know what? You just gonna send me your bio. You got a bio? I don't. I'm going to have to write one for you. I can do it, though. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, baby. My phone over here going off. Motherfuckers asking if I'm available. I'm pressing the wrong button.